This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, it's Laura and Angela. We are about to start this week's Valentine's Day episode, but first we want to thank our sponsor, adamandeve.com. They could not be a better sponsor for this very sexy episode, which is all about how to get it on on Valentine's Day. Yep, we even play a game later that's all about your uh, knowledge of lingerie. That's true. We do do that. And you know that Angela and I get all of our sexy stuff from adamandeve.com. They've got lingerie, they got toys, and you know, I... I've never been given like a sexy gift for Valentine's Day. Like I always have to buy sexy things myself. I would like to be gifted something sexy that that we can use together. Me too. I feel the same way. So don't feel, don't, I mean, I think like, you know, get flowers. We're going to talk about flowers later. Flowers with your sexy gift. It balances things out, but don't be too bashful. This is to true. Get a vibrator. And you guys can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from adamandeve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find thousands of adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's so much more. With every order, you're going to receive their free romance kit. The romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something for both of you plus you'll get a free adult dvd to put you in the mood that's not all they're also going to throw in free shipping on your entire order they are hooking it up so check out adamandeve.com today for this special valentine's day offer get 50 percent off one item a free romance kit and free shipping when you enter our offer code single at checkout that's single s-i-n-g-l-e that's single at adamandeve.com now let's start the show. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is getting your V-Day on. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the most expensive Valentine's Day package out there, and the most popular V-Day candy by state. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including what to do when you find out that that cute guy your coworker set you up with is actually her ex. And we've got a morality question. How much should a person you just started dating do when you have a sick family member? Then we're giving you some V-Day tips and tricks and bringing on a flower expert. John Tabis is the founder and CEO of the Books Company, and he'll be giving us some flower tips later. So a lot of fun stuff going on. But uh, for now, it's just you and I, Angela. What's going on for your Valentine's Day plans? Um, so I, you know, Ina and I, we have like this weird thing where our anniversary is the end of January, then we have Valentine's Day and then his birthday is March. So we have like a lot, a lot, a lot of gift giving in a short span of time. So usually the, the thing that winds up kind of falling to the wayside is Valentine's Day for us a little bit. Um, so I thought it would be okay if I, I bought tickets to this like musical that I want to see. And, and, and I then like, claimed that it was his gift. I was like, this is our Valentine's Day thing. But it's like in D.C. So, you know, there's travel involved, which will be fun. We'll go to a new city. He just has to devote like two hours to this musical. But it's like a super niche, boring, weird musical. It's it's called Chess. It's a musical about chess 
during the Cold War. And All right, I'm done. No need to know. Written by the band members of ABBA. Okay. <laughs> That has Angela Spare written all over it, but I don't think it has Ian written all over it. So, like, isn't Valentine's Day supposed to be kind of something you both want to do? Well, I've said, Ian, you can pick where we go to dinner, and I will go anywhere you want. We can, in D.C. In D.C., which is, you know, there's good food in D.C. But you have, like, a million food restrictions. So his options yeah. there are also limited. <laughs> but, well, I do technically, but I still eat whatever I want. Our anniversary just passed. We ordered everything on the menu and I got promptly very sick, but I enjoyed the dinner. Oh God. Um, yeah. So a lot to look forward to vomiting musicals about the cold war. That's my Valentine's day. All right. Well, very exciting. Yeah. What, what are you guys doing? Okay. So we, it's been very cold here in New York city as anybody that doesn't live in California probably knows. Um, it's been a cold winter, a very cold one. So anyways, we're getting out of New York City and we're going to Nick's parents' place in Florida. We're going to be spending Valentine's Day with his parents. And I'm really excited because their place is beautiful. I need some sun. We'll be on the beach. I, I love his family. But like, I am a little nerd. Like, are we just like not going to have sex on Valentine's Day? Because no. I'm going to feel really weird having sex in like, in his parents' place. How big is their house? I mean, it's like a really gorgeous condo. It's big. It's just like, it's more like mental, I think, and like a respect yeah, issue. I get that. We were actually with Ian's parents last year on Valentine's Day. We went to an alpaca farm because we always do something strange on Valentine's Day. But then we spent the night with his parents and yeah, we did not have sex. But I mean, it's more about the time spent together. Right? We spend so much time together now. We need like, when you've been married, like you need like, this is like, I like having at least one holiday where we are guaranteed that <laughs> is the day we are having sex. Uh, and if there's one, if there's, there's really only like two of those holidays. I mean, actually, I guess like birthdays are guaranteed. Anniversaries are guaranteed. And nothing Valentine's in life day. is ever guaranteed. <laughs> that's true. But at least that's like four dates of the year that we are going to be like getting it on well you're just gonna have to take like a tip from like the live at home playbook and just like think back to what it was like when you lived with your parents and like you just have to be like quiet probably wait till i mean older people go to sleep pretty early I know, but they'll I probably be asleep by like eight o'clock i don't want to get like stuff on their sheets oh. like <laughs> I don't know. Oh, They'll God. never know. I mean, what kind of stuff? I don't know. Just it's not. It's not gonna be traceable stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, I'll let you know how it goes. I'll give you all the. I'll be. I'll give you text updates on my on my uh, sexual. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'll give you sex updates. Yeah, sex me. Oh, my sexual progress. That was the word I. My was advice looking is for. just wait till ten p.m. And, and be relatively quiet. All right. On that note, it is time for us to jump into what's in the news. What have you been reading about? Okay. So I wrote about the most expensive Valentine's Day gift that you can get somebody. It was on Lonely Planet and it was written by Una Min Kavanaugh. So she reported that there is this Valentine's Day package from the Fairmont, Fairmont Dubai Hotel and they are charging... $23,000 for what they said is the most luxurious 
luxurious experience ever in Dubai. According to the hotel, the package is catered towards couples who don't want to put a price tag on love and who truly value luxury. Well, if there's one thing we know about Dubai, it's that it's like a very luxurious place. Like yes. people people go there with money. Extra. Extra, as the kids would say. Yeah, it's very extra in Dubai. So here's what you get. For- they have like skiing indoors. It's very extra. <laughs> okay, so for $23,000, here's what you get. You will get a stretch limo that picks you up, followed by a helicopter ride over Dubai. Um, I'm on board so far. Yeah, lots of transportation options happening. Guests stay for in a two-story imperial suite where a private butler awaits with a bouquet of 100 red roses and a diamond jewelry set worth over um, $4,000. Yeah, $4,000 US. Um, So that's... That's a lot of bang for your buck, I But that's not all. (laughs) But wait, there's more. Guests will also get a professional... uh, By the way, the the Dubai Fairmount, whatever... Yeah, the Fairmount Dubai Hotel is not sponsoring this episode. Although I would love a free package. Um, The the, uh, guests will also get a professional makeover, assuming you need one, which I'm sure you don't, girl. Yeah, if you you have (laughs) enough money to spend this much on your Valentine's Day package, I'm going to guess you probably also have like a private fitness instructor yeah you can like probably afford like style. far better yeah <laughs> personalized people working on your hair and makeup you're probably like bathing in la mer so like <laughs> I, I i'm just gonna guess you don't need a professional makeover if you can spend this much on valentine's day but you day. would probably be like it's cute let me see what you do oh <laughs> oh you're oh you're microblading my eyebrows that's adorable <laughs> um so so, yeah, you get a makeover, and for dinner, you are treated to a seven-course meal created by a personal chef, served on the hotel's rooftop, and accompanied by a live violinist. They okay, have like, I'm into that. Yeah, it's every single romantic trope. There's, like, the roses, the violin, the jewels. The next morning, you get a champagne breakfast in bed. In the afternoon, there will be a 40-minute flight on board a seaplane, followed by a massage. Then the lucky couple will be whisked off onto a private yacht. So much transportation. Um, with more champagne followed by another dinner in the evening and a gourmet breakfast buffet to finish things off. Is it weird if I say I think this is kind of a good deal for $23,000 and like you get your own private yacht and champagne and a makeover and a helicopter ride and and like diamond jewelry like I don't know I kind of think this is a steal. (laughs) I mean and you know you could split it if you guys are both just like, we want to indulge in luxury. And then it's only half of the 23,000. Yeah. Wait, do you, are you not know what that is? Uh, 10, about 11,500. Um, yeah, that's only like a, a, half a year's low rent. income salary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, consider that you guys have a week to call the Fairmont Dubai. Um, not that beggars can be choosers, but I will say one thing I don't like about the package is there's a lot of like interaction with strangers involved. Like there's a butler just hanging out in your room. I'd be like, go, yeah, I don't go really, away, go away. I don't really, I'm not really into like, I don't want a butler hanging around. Like I don't want people up in my business. Yeah. And it just makes me feel weird. Like having somebody like, I also, oh, I'm madame. Not, I'm not sure it's like that relaxing. Cause like you have said many times, a lot of transportation involved. You're like constantly kind of running around. It seems like you're like, well, what's next on the schedule? What's next on the schedule? Yeah, and I get motion sickness. 
I mean, we're arguing this as if it's like something we would ever consider, but it, it's neither here nor there. It's not that good, guys. The violinist is going to make dinner super awkward. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you want to know what I've been reading? Yes. So I've been reading Thrillist. This is the most popular Valentine's Day candy in every state. Ooh. So this is an article by Dustin Nelson. Candystore.com, a bulk candy retailer, dug through 10 years of candy sales data to find the most popular Valentine's Day candies. Now, overall, no surprise here. The data showed that heart-shaped boxes of chocolate have long been the Valentine's Day candy of choice, but nonetheless, the boxes have been slowly trending down while conversation hearts have been trending up. Boo. That is a bad trend. I really? hate that. You hate conversation hearts. Well, I mean, they're cute, but they don't taste good. No, they're, they're, they're chalky, not. And I, I they're love... chalky and they do. They taste... They're just like sugar chalk. One of my, like, yeah, my... My biggest like um, guilty pleasures is just like a, a CVS like heart shaped box of chocolates or like a Whitman sampler. Like I love Valenti- Valentine's Day cheapsy chocolate. Yeah, you love your Whitman sampler because you're secretly a sixty year old. Yes, yes. Um, in 2017, Conversation Hearts passed the boxes of chocolate to become the most popular candy on Cupid's Big Day. Um, so I have some quick candy facts for you and then i want to have you angela like maybe guess what you think the most popular candy is from from some states we're familiar with okay okay so more than 40 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolate are going to be sold for valentine's day also no surprise here for me caramel flavored chocolates are the most popular in those boxes which is this is hard surprise i don't know why this is so hard to find only one year i've been able to find it at Dwayne reed but i got nick an entire heart-shaped box of chocolate that was all caramel inside the chocolate because that's all anybody wants nobody wants that like weird raspberry one right am i wrong i i like them all but i also love the thrill of the hunt oh yeah Yeah, like far as gump says maybe maybe, you never know what you're gonna get maybe i'll try to like get nick the like all caramel box so like every time he's like trying to do the hunt he like thinks he's a winner yeah but don't tell him i like that but i'm not gonna tell him he'll just be like wow i won again i'll be like yeah i guess oh and like i'll, I'll. you sure can pick him nick yeah <laughs> um chocolate covered nuts were a close second which you know might as well just get like a thing of m&ms in, or peanut m&ms in my opinion approximately 8.2 billion conversation hearts are going to be produced this year. That is a lot of little chalky hearts. Uh, And then this is a new trend that I've never even heard of. Conversation heart candy vodka infusions started becoming trendy last year. What are your thoughts on that? So wait, like pre-packaged like vodka that already tastes like that or taking the conversation hearts and like soaking them in vodka? Yeah, it's like a recipe Uh, that you make. Like people do that with gummy bears too. Yeah. I feel like that would taste really gross and i love sugary things but that's even too much for me it'd be like maybe like milky vodka yeah Mm, yeah. um also uh, the angela this is not going to surprise you 69 percent of people prefer chocolate over flowers as a valentine's day gift Hmm. Well, we'll see what our friend from books has to has say to about say. that. He he might convince you otherwise. Yeah, you might get convinced otherwise. I say it's good to go for both. People <laughs> like to eat and they like to smell and look at pretty things. So go with the flowers and the chocolate. Yeah, make it a full sensory experience. Okay. Shockingly, there are two states that have M&Ms. Oh, no, three Really? Three states that have M&M's as the most popular Valentine's Day candy. Like just plain M&M's? Uh, I would like you to guess what these are. That's so boring. Mm. Um. All right. Let's see. I don't know why, 
I feel like maybe New Jersey. Is New Jersey one? Nope. Okay. Nope. Wow. <laughs> I know. I just said boring. So now any state that I guess, is, it's going to sound like an insult, but I don't mean it that way. Um, how about like Texas? Nope. Wisconsin? Nope. Michigan? Nope. I know I only got three guesses. But. Okay. All right. Uh, it's Idaho. Okay. Does that surprise you at all? No, that sounds, that feels right. Pennsylvania. Ah, where Ian is from. Yes. And then I'm looking up what MD stands for. <laughs> Maryland. Maryland. Where Ian went to school. I feel like he must love Eminem secretly. Yes. Uh, does he? Mm, I mean, he, he enjoys all candy. We, we like the peanut butter Eminem. M&M's in our oh, home. Yeah. Um, well, New York, you'll be happy. I'll be, I'm happy to report to you. New York's the most popular Valentine's Day candy is the heart-shaped boxes of chocolate. See, we're classic people. Well, my hometown of California, not hometown, home state of California is a conversation hearts kind of people. Huh. Well, I mean, they're fun. California is a fun place. They're colorful. I just think of like the Katy Perry California Girls video where she has a lot of hearts. Oh, pastels. Yeah. There you go. So living up to that reputation. Yeah. Um, Hershey Kisses. What do you think is the state that, that has Hershey Kisses as their favorite? Well, I would have guessed Pennsylvania because that's where Hershey Park is. And Hershey, Pennsylvania is from there. But uh, M&M's is their thing. It's Arkansas. Really? What are you doing over there, Arkansas? Arkansas loving those, those Hershey Kisses. Uh, also, Wisconsin. Loves hmm. their Hershey Kisses. Hmm. I guess, are, I don't know the stereotypes, but are people like super cheesy there? They're like, I'm going to give you a kiss. And they, I they, they give them like the chocolate. Oh, maybe. Utah also. <laughs> those Mormons. Uh, the, the, yes. Yes. So anyways, and any other states you're curious about? Hmm. I mean, well, we haven't done Ohio where Nick is from. What where, What are they eating in Ohio? Good old heart-shaped boxes. Aw, see? That's another thing same Nick with and I have in common. Same with Texas. You guess that they might like M&Ms, I think. But, yeah. But uh, no heart-shaped boxes. Okay. Yeah. Good to go. know. Good to know. All right. It is time for us to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a quick break to thank some of our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers perfectly portioned frozen superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, soups, breakfast bowls, or plant-based sundaes. And one thing that I really love is that, guys, I've been a fan and I have been a subscriber to Daily Harvest for like almost a year now, like way before they were a sponsor of this podcast. So it means a lot to me when companies that I already am huge genuine fans of decide to sponsor our show. So I'm very excited because I can vouch that they are amazing. It's true. If you guys remember like cribs on MTV when rappers would open their fridge and they were fully stocked, that's like Laura's fridge, but with only daily harvest. Oh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> yeah. What I love about them is that they're just so easy. Like I've tried other things, but they like take forever to make. And you know, you store your daily harvest cups in the freezer until you're ready to make one. And then preparing each cup is insanely easy. All you do is you add water or coconut or almond milk, depending on like which type of smoothie you're making or what type of food you're making. And and then you blend it if it's a smoothie or you can heat it up if it's a soup and it's so easy. And and I know that everything I'm, I'm having is like good for me. Well, yeah, it's like the best, easiest way to get fruits and veggies into your diet. Because if you're super busy, that's not always the easiest. So Daily Harvest makes it easy. Daily Harvest's produce is organic and unrefined and looks as good as it tastes. You can actually see all of the whole ingredients when you open the cup. Things like cacao nibs, which are delicious. Did I say that right? 
right? Cacao. You did. Okay, good. Cacao nibs, chocolate basically, guys. Chunks of mango, whole raspberries, pumpkin seeds, and coconut meat. Daily Harvest is the fastest, most convenient way to up your fruit and vegetable intake without having to put in the work that usually comes with eating more fruits and vegetables. I really, that is one of the things I love most about it is because I'm, I'm big on making sure I'm like getting all those fruits and veggies. And if I just like pop a smoothie in in the morning and like drink it, I'm like, okay, I'm, I just know that I had like wheatgrass, like spinach, kale, pineapple. Like there's just so many good things in these, in these smoothies. Plus they're delicious. So you don't feel like you're doing like, oh, I got to eat healthy. A hundred percent. Honestly, there's certain ones that like taste like, like a frozen apple pie. Like I'm not even kidding. Like oh, what? Oh, they're just so good, Angela. Oh, <laughs> no. this one, they have like this matcha pineapple one and it legit tastes like a pina colada. Yeah, they're like very refreshing and, and almost kind of desserty. Oh, they're so good. Go to daily-harvest.com. That's important. Do not forget that dash. Daily-harvest.com and enter our promo code SINGLE to get three items free in your first box. That's promo code SINGLE for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com. We would like to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. And while many people know what they do, a lot of people don't know all of the amazing meals that they have that Angela and I love. Angela loves their strip steaks with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens. That's a really fun twist. I'm more into their fish options lately. Mm-hmm, a little salmon. I love their salmon. They have incredible ingredients with chef design recipes and Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. And you get to like pick which meals you want, which is what I love. Yeah. And guys, Valentine's Day, obviously, right around the corner. Great date idea is to just cook for each other. Ian and I, on our first Valentine's Day together, cooked for each other. I totally messed up what I made. That was before I became a master chef from cooking with Blue Apron. Yeah, I think it's such a romantic alternative to like going out to dinner and those like awkward, you know, awkward meals. A lot of them are like prefix. It's just so fun to cook together and then eat the food that you've made together. So, you know, if you haven't tried out Blue Apron, maybe now's a good time to start since Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And they're super convenient, guys. Blue Apron delivers fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. They're also super flexible. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week and customers can pick two three or four recipes based on what bits best fits your schedule which i love that they're so flexible because you know i'm, I'm a i'm a woman on the go yeah we're busy ladies we sure are and blue apron is treating this is why you're single listeners to 30 dollars off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash single so check out this week's menu and get your 30 dollars off at blueapron.com slash single blue apron a better, better way, way to, to cook, cook. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, first up, we heard from Megan, and Megan has a question about spotting red flags in her relationship. So, Megan writes, I went out with a group of coworkers one night, and one of them 
brought her husband and their friend along. I ended up exchanging numbers with their friend at the end of the night, and he asked me on a date the next day. We ended up going... Very cool. Yeah, that's always exciting when that happens. We ended up going on a date that week, and I asked how he knew my coworker, and he told me they had been friends since middle school. Cute. After three months of seeing each other, I found out that he had actually been in a two-year relationship with her. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Why would he bother lying? That stuff's going to come out. Especially, eventually. like, she flat out asked him, how do you know her? And, I mean, I guess technically he didn't lie. He said since middle school, which is probably true. But, it's a lie. But you're it's still, a lie. you're admitting a big fact. It's not like they, like, kind of hooked up once, but they mostly knew each other from middle school. Like, they were in a two-year relationship. It's hard to forget about that. Yeah. Okay. So okay. keep reading. So uh, he was not the one to tell me this. It just came up in a casual conversation. When questioned, he told me that they just drifted apart and it ended smoothly. We worked through it and I tried to be okay with it. But then a couple months later, I found out that she actually fell for one of his friends and basically broke his heart. One of his cousins told me about this initially and not him. What a troublemaker. Um, yeah, right. Should, should I be concerned about him not telling me any of this or worried about this i mean it's to me yes i would be a little worried just because he hasn't been truthful now twice like like and i think you need to be really honest and open about your past you know especially when you know the ex and the ex is the person that introduced you like I think those things are important it is and it's weird and like you know, when Nick was always very open about his past, like no matter how hard it was for him to talk about certain things. And it's just like really not cool that he like omitted the information that he was went out with this woman was his was her boyfriend for two years. That's like a really serious long term relationship. Some people get engaged at that point. And he admitted that information when she flat out said, how do you know her? And then she said, like, what happened with you guys? And like he could have been really honest and been like, I mean, I'm over it now. It was a really hard time in my life. But, you know, she like kind of fell for one of my friends. But, you know, clearly we're on good terms now. And and we all like can hang out in a group. And I don't want you to be worried about it. But instead, he said, oh, we just drifted apart. Like, you know, trying to answer how she would think that he should answer, right. you know. And I will say that like her like cheating on him and, and breaking his heart and whatever, like you're going to, whether you know the other person or not, whatever, like you're going to date people who have had their heart broken. Like that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not over what happens or that, you know, like that he's hung up on this girl. Like that's not to me so concerning. It's just the lying. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I, I kind of actually have changed my advice on this. Not, not since I started talking about it now, but when I initially wrote back to her, to her, when she emailed this question, I was like, all right, it's a little curious that he's still hanging out with your coworker, even though she broke his heart and is now married. You know, if I had to guess, he must truly be over it and like just didn't want to air all of his dirty laundry and scare you off in the beginning. It's probably like an embarrassing situation from him and like probably very hurtful. And that was my like initial reaction to this whole thing was that like he just, you know, it's, it's super embarrassing when somebody like leaves you for their friend. And, and that still is a possibility, but Upon reading it a second time, I, 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 I kind of see this like a little differently, and I, and it's that I, I do think he should have told her the truth because he lied twice. He lied twice. I mean, but would you give him a second chance if like everything else is good? Like I, I think you know. Uh, I know I just asked you this question. Now I'm going to answer <laughs> it. But my opinion. My opinion is like, you know, 
I would maybe give this guy a second chance, but I would have like a serious, and this might turn into like a fight, which I hope it doesn't, but I would have like a serious sit down and be like, hey, I just want you to know, like I'm, I, I really like you, but I'm like not okay with you avoiding telling me information and like omitting some facts about your history. Like if you want to be in a relationship with me, I, I know things might be embarrassing and hard to talk about, but like you need to tell me the truth about your past or I'm going to find it really hard to trust you. And you just like need to like put that out there and be very explicit and very clear. That like this is not cool of him. I actually agree with you, Laura. I think that, um, you know, you don't need to like dump him right now. Like, he hasn't done anything that's that awful, but it's definitely, if you're asking if this is a red flag, yeah, it is. I would keep it, I would be cautious and definitely, yeah, have that conversation with him. Yeah. Uh, What else do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, next, we have an email from an anonymous listener. The anonymous listener writes, I've had this discussion with my friends as it relates to others, but we can't agree on the same conclusion. If you've just started dating someone, say it's been a few dates, but not over two or three months, and they have a sick family member, how much of a support person are you supposed to be? For example, daily check-ins, offering to hang out, offering to do errands, not texting at all and letting them come to you, or maybe just letting it go because you're not dating, so you're still single and, uh, hmm. She says, is this sort of a morality question? Am I genuinely ca- am I a genuinely caring person slash do I care? Is it a test of commitment? Will, um, or how will I react? Uh, um Will how, how I sorry, will how I react change their opinion? I argued for the point of being supportive as a good human being, but not going too far because chances are they already have friends and family in a support system, especially when they're in their late twenties slash early thirties and have lived in the same place for a while. What do you think? Hmm. Ooh. This is a tough one. Um, I think it's an important question, and this brought up a memory that I had of one of my friends whose dad passed away, and a guy that she'd been dating for a bit barely said anything to her and like kind of got weird and gave her space, whereas another guy that she had only been on, like I think it was one date, he sent her the most like long and loving text or email, I can't remember which, and offered to be there for her with whatever she needed, Needless to say, she's now married to the second guy. Yeah. I I think it does say a lot about people's character. And people get very weird when someone experiences loss. Most people don't know how to react. And there's like a stigma in society. It's like a taboo topic. We don't talk about like sickness or death or like, you know, any of these things. We don't really talk about how to deal with them a lot. So a lot of people, I think more often than not, they don't do anything and they assume that somebody would come to them and tell them what they need. But I've realized when I've gone through a loss that what, and when I've been really sad and been going through a really tough time, what I find the most helpful for me personally is people checking in with me. And I, and because I'm the one that's like going through the loss, I don't feel like I don't really get, I mean, unless you're like literally sending like 10 text messages a day, which is just like, and I, or someone that I've like never met you and or I barely know you and you're like, and then it comes across as someone that like loves, you know, misery, loves, comp- you know, <laughs> kind of well, thing. Well, it's also that you're, you know, you if your relative is sick or if somebody has passed, you also have other things like you're coordinating stuff with your family, like you're doing things and you, then you get stressed. You're like, oh my God, I have to answer this person. They've been texting me 10 times. You know, it becomes like another responsibility. Right. But I, I never feel a responsibility to have to write back to people because I'm the one going through the loss. I just think it's nice when people respond. And if I respond in Three or four days later, no one's going to be mad at me because I'm the one going through the tough time, you know? Well, I think that's good advice. Like if you are somebody that's dating someone going through a tough time and they're not 
being super prompt with answering your text messages yeah understands yes that situation that that has to go out without saying but when i've been going through a tough time i i really don't reach out to people because it just feels weird like but you know what things i would need is someone saying like hey do you want me to bring over dinner for you so you don't have to like think about dinner like or just surprising even like dropping by banana bread at my house like that those kinds of things would have been really nice like i had a friend from california who wrote me like this nice like loving long card uh, when I was going through a tough time and, and another friend in New York did the same and just like handwritten notes go really far. And I don't think you can be mad at someone who doesn't do this, but it also says a lot about their maturity and their, and the kindness of a person that does in, and, and it maybe says that like they've experienced loss. Cause kind of, you kind of don't know how to like help other people till you've gone through something tough. I, I think, yeah. um, in my personal opinion, if you, if you know, I, I don't know, I, I just think like when in doubt, reach out to people. I agree. But also keep in mind, I think that everybody grieves differently. So let don't like push what you would want onto someone else. Like let them take the lead and, and just listen. Try and listen really well to like what they want and what they need. I think that is brilliant advice. Simply saying, I want to do whatever you need. Maybe that is space or maybe you just need someone to talk to or do errands. But whatever it is, please let me know because I'm here for you. For you. And like kind of giving people options. And, and simply saying like, I, I don't know what to do in this situation because I've never gone through something like this. But I just want you to, to know that I'm here for you. And if that's space, that's great. And if you if you want me to like bring over dinner, I'll, I'll do that. But, you know, I, I care about you as a human and, and I want to be there for you. And just simply saying you don't know what the right thing to do is, like, will go really far. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry about like not doing the right thing. Just simply saying you don't know what the right thing is, but you're here for them is... I think, uh, better than doing nothing. It's always better than doing nothing. I agree. Um, if you guys want your listener questions answered, or if you have funny text messages from an app that you want to share, you can email us at contact at this is why your single show.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is getting your V-Day on. Yes, we're going to get it on. And to help us with some perfect V-Day tips, we've decided this year to bring on an expert. John Tabis joins the podcast for this segment. He's the founder and CEO of The Books Company, which is one of my personal favorite flower delivery services. You know, I never know what flowers to buy per se, but apparently flowers, like certain flowers can mean different things, right? Is this correct? It, I mean, yes and no, right? So... You can, you can have it mean whatever you want, but there are traditional things that certain types of flowers can mean, right? Roses are typically romantic. Not a lot of people send red roses to mom because it feels weird. But if mom really loves red roses, there's nothing wrong with sending red roses to mom. Right, but you probably don't want to send like daisies to a funeral. Correct. Yeah, Is, you, you don't want to be sending a party to a sad place. Is there a flower that's like inappropriate for Valentine's Day like that you don't want to send that you know, you're like, oh, this is pretty, but it actually means like... I want you to death, die. Death become of you. Like a death flower? Dead, <laughs> dead flowers would be bad to send yeah, for Valentine's okay. Day. Um, typically, like, sort of yellows kind of mean friend zone. Oh, So okay. if it is a romantic relationship, or at least you're aspiring for that, I would not be sending sort of yellows. Um, you know, Gerber daisies is a very friendly flower. It's not super romantic. Whereas, you know, roses are certainly going to be a more rom romantic flower. Lysianthus is an awesome sort of different flower. Ranunculus, everyone loves ranunculus. Everyone loves garden roses. Um, so, you know, the more romantic tends to be what you think it would be. It's reds and it's pinks. 
Um, but I think the most important thing is trying to find something that sort of represents a moment in your relationship in some way. Is there like a different flower that you should get for like a fling on Valentine's Day versus like your boo of three years? Well, if you're a if you're a boo of three years, you're probably have already given flowers a couple times. So you're yeah, probably getting true. a little more adventurous, right? You might be right. going outside of the mold, maybe looking at a ranunculus or some peonies or something a little funkier. I just like the name ranunculus. It feels funky. It's, I have no idea what it looks like, but I think I like it. It's like a miniature <laughs> peony. They're okay. really dainty. They arrive like this, like sort of like the size of a of a bouncy ball. Oh. But then they open up and they're so cool and intricate. They're just a really delicate flower, but they're awesome. I've Aww. been really into like tropical flowers lately, like really weird looking, like bizarre artichokey. Did you get our flamingo? Our flamingo is this crazy bouquet from uh, the Amazon rainforest in Ecuador. And it has like things that you don't believe were ever living. Oh, funky. I'm going to that. I'm going to be getting it right See, after we record this podcast. Gotta check it out. You'll for, be super into it. For me, if you're gonna send me flowers, like I want that. Like that's different. Like I know you didn't like you put thought into it. Right. And that's what I was saying. Like finding a hook is mm -hmm. the most important part. It's not necessarily is it yellow or is it red or anything else. Like, hey, if the person's favorite color is fuchsia, you should go and look for a fuchsia flower. If you first kissed under a uh, an arrangement of roses on an arch somewhere yeah then that would probably be a good flower and i think you know a lot of guys come to me and are intimidated but like i just don't know what to get and the answer is just find a hook it's and if you've got like a funky lady like she wears like cool glasses or like striped shirts like angela here <laughs> like you probably can like go a little funky yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, you can get sticks in there. You can get uh, cool foliage. <laughs> if you, someone sent me a stick, I would be like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> you would be shocked at how cool and on trend sticks are right now. No, Wait, they, what I mean, kind they, of sticks are we talking about? I feel like about? it's like rustic. It's, it you is. know, like, oh, barnyard wedding. I'm having a, I'll have mm -hmm. stick floral arrangements. Twigs, right? sticks, grasses. All that stuff is super cool. The more greenery, the more sort of farmer's market it feels, the more on trend it is right now. So having. A flower type, a bunch of roses, is still always in vogue. Like, it never goes away. But there's definitely a big trend towards this bohemian hipster. Lots of different um, types of flowers. Birds of Paradise? Of Super into Birds of Paradise. You're going to go crazy over this flamingo bouquet. Birds <laughs> of Paradise are, like, my jam. Because I I, not only are they, like, they look like a bird and they're really cool, but we had, like, a big Birds of Paradise tree or plant or whatever you call it like outside of my first home growing up so uh -huh. it's also like very like nostalgic for Aww. me so like not only am i into like really weird shit when it comes to flowers it's also like a little nostalgic so hope you're listening nicholas <laughs> i was gonna say there's your hook and where'd nick go because this is the answer for valentine's Day. yeah exactly <laughs> i will say we have a lot of like single listeners who are going to be celebrating galentine's day you know and like you want to get your gal like just buddies flowers and for that, it's actually interesting to know that yellow is the color of friendship because you could send yellow flowers to each other, guys. Make it a thing. Make it Daisies, like a new thing. Sunflowers. What are some other good yellow ones that you're into? Friendly flowers um, for me are, are the ones we just talked about. Um, Alstros, succulents are super popular right now. Oh, succulents. You yes. know what? One of like, he's like the gallery owner of, uh, but also like a friend of, of Nick's. And when he came to like our joint birthday party this year, he brought a sake and a succulent. And I just, and it's like other people brought gifts and I don't remember any of them, but I like only remember. Love the succulent. But like, yeah, I love the succulent. I love like 
coming to like a party or or sending it in the mail, whatever. Like a succulent is so cool. He's the only gift that I remember from our birthday party. Our number one selling bouquet is called Wild About You and it has a succulent and a bunch of Alstromeria and greens with it. And Alstro is another good friendly flower. But one thing I was going to say about Valentine's Day is we're actually doing a specific package for Valentine's Day parties. Oh my God. So you can go to Books and order essentially a kit where you and all your girlfriends can get together and design bouquets together on Valentine's Day. That's so fun. And I love a good arts and craft night. Well, and I did like a, I did like a bouquet making class recently around the holidays. So I'm like very into like, you know, designing things with friends is always fun. Totally. Um, Are there any like do's and don'ts for buying flowers that like come to mind? Any other ones that you can think of? Yeah. The things that I would recommend is, especially for Valentine's Day is order early. Don't wait till the night before because you're going to get crushed on price and you're going to get whatever's left over. Yeah. And deliver early. If you can order for the 13th, if you can order for the 12th instead of the 14th, one, you're going to be, your recipient's going to be the only one getting flowers that day. So it's actually special instead of everybody getting flowers that I, day. I would say the 13th. If you get them yeah. the day after, I'm like, you're getting those discount flowers. But, <laughs> the, thir- but the 13th, I really like because that's like, you were so stoked to give me my Valentine's Day gift that you did it a day earlier. Well, and it also lets your your vendor of choice and we hope it's us but whoever it is have a little bit more time to focus on your flowers because on the next day it's a hot mess yeah it's madness and so um you know do yourself a favor order early deliver a little bit early um and then like i said earlier i think it's just about finding something that speaks to the relationship in some way um the having the story behind it is 70 80 percent of the feeling that you're going to get yeah i actually sent um like my, my friend had like a big 30th birthday earlier this year and a bunch of us girlfriends in New York couldn't make it because the party was in California. So we all like chipped in and decided to buy her like a big bouquet of, of flowers. And we used to go to farmer's markets all the time together. So we like, I actually bought them from Books. This is like not just like a plug. <laughs> like, like I actually went to Books because when I was searching Books, my email I was like, oh yeah, I sent, I sent my friend Maddie flowers from Books. But anyway, so I decided to get like a bunch of like wild flowers, which kind of looked like farmer's market flowers which I just and and she loved them and I think it felt maybe a little more meaningful that mm-hmm. we had like you said like put more thought into it because we we chose like the one that looks like wildflowers and not like you know like generic totally yeah. the other big tips I would say is more about care which you know people will often get flowers and after three or four days they're dead and that just means they didn't get a very fresh flower wait but, can I, yeah. I can I guess how you're supposed to take care of them and then can you give me like a thumbs up thumbs down on like how my knowledge is because i'm like really trying to like adult here lately okay let's see <laughs> if I, we can do so it so like before you give away the answer i really want to know if i've been like taking care of my <laughs> so flowers wait, let, me, let me see if there's there's like three core things you have to do to get it right so let's see how many of the three <laughs> okay you're gonna know even if you just get them and they're like you know brand new whatever you still when you take them home from the store you're supposed to cut them like an inch at an angle Ding, ding, ding. That's oh one. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. good. I do that. Nice work. That's good. Nice work. You do, okay. I don't... You. This might be like a wives' tale, but you don't want leaves to touch the water because the leaves are what harvest bacteria. So you want to pull off all the leaves if they're going to touch the water. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. Two for two. You have one left. I, I just found that one out like a year ago, and I was like, wow, I've been doing my life wrong. Because <laughs> like, Yeah, I didn't know I've been, that. I've been wasting, I'm getting nervous for you, though, because I really want you I've, to get the third one right. I've been wasting so much money on like flowers only lasting a couple of days because like the leaves are in the water. Okay, I always thought it would be bad to pull off the leaves, but it's the opposite. Like The leaves are 
or what the bacteria. Okay, this okay. is great. Um, and then like just like changing the water every day or every other day. Oh, you're you're amazing. Wait, you're is such that an it? Adult. You win. Shut up. I don't know what you win, but you win. Wait, you're oh officially an adult. God. Now, the thing that you should do, I right? I feel like a full adult. So I would add on to it is that that cut you give it, that one-inch cut of diagonal, you do that also every also, other day. Yeah, I meant to say that. Chain. I meant to say it. So I'm going to give you a 98%. Your flowers get a little shorter, though. They, they like they keep getting shorter and it's like a little like, all right, this is just like a new look for my flowers. Right. But like on that note, when I bring them home, I always like try to make sure that I like I don't cut them too short because I have to like remember that they're eventually going to be maybe like three, four inches shorter. Right. Yeah, we typically recommend about two inches above the top of the vase. And then when you snip, you only have to take off a tiny little bit because all you're doing is unclogging the capillary really. Oh, so I didn't know what I was doing. Bacteria is but... forming in the bottom of that stem. And so when you snip it off, now it can drink. What happens is people don't do anything. They just leave the water in there. The, the stem gets clogged. They're like, there's it, still water in the vase. It just can't drink. Yeah. It's literally starving to death. And so you give it a little tiny snip. It could be a quarter of an inch or an eighth of an inch. And then after a couple of days, you're still above the top of the vase. Can I ask you about that? Sh- those sugar packets or yeah. whatever the heck is in oh, those? Yeah, they like, always come with them and I don't know what to but do. But they only come sometimes. Like, And then other times I'll get flowers and there's... N- it's like what do they call them like flower food but it's like sugar yeah. right or what is it yeah it's not really food so it's not feeding the plant the water is feeding the plant right so what that's doing is it's helping keep the bacteria at bay oh. and so you can use a lot of things to actually keep the bacteria at bay a, a, a little like, quarter shot of vodka really will kill bacteria in there too don't don't get the plant drunk angela you hear that like not yeah do a shot for you at night and a shot for your plant like right. an eighth of a shot oh, for okay. the flower. don't don't get the, the flower hammered that'll work a penny copper will will help prevent it oh. you just stick a copper uh, yeah, like a, a penny, a penny in, in your vase but the biggest thing is what? just change the water out right because the thing is with flower food if you put it in there it's more important to get the water completely out every other day than it is to put it in flower food because if you're replacing it completely there's no bacteria what some people will do is they'll just add water to the existing water, and that's a no-no. That's like, what's the point of that? You're not getting rid of the bacteria. you got to right. dump it all out, give it a quick rinse, and give it some fresh water. That's, does, that's does, number one. Does bacteria like get in the vase, too? Do you have to like really clean your vase out? Or, I like, just give really? it a quick rinse of water. You're not going to have, you know, in two days, There's it's not like it's a film on the side of the glass. Wow, I'm so proud of myself. No I wonder know. I have these orchids in the living room and they've been lasting me like a week and a half, and it's because I like am finally being pretty diligent because I'm like, okay, I'm, you know what? It's like kind of annoying to do this, but it also only takes like five minutes and then I'm saving like whatever it is, like another 20 bucks to buy like a fancy orchid. You right. know? Yeah, you'll take flowers from two or three days to a week to two weeks. And, you know, getting fresh stuff is really important, too, because no matter what you do for an almost dead flower, it's almost dead. But if you have a decently fresh flower, you can really extend the life through those things. So good job. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is actually great advice because I feel like sometimes people are, get intimidated and I've noticed an uptick in friends like having fake plants and just their their plant care is windexing them. So this is so much better. Yeah. You know, and I have nothing against faux plants. I think it's great, right? If, if it makes you feel good and it sort of fits in your life, you know, more sure. power to you. But the half the point of getting plants or flowers is that it brings nature into your home and it changes your mindset, right? You wake up every day and you see it, you smell it, you feel it, and you feel different. And fake plants just don't do right. that. There is a demonstrable, measurable difference in the happiness of people that have live plants in their homes. That's why a lot of offices have like living walls now. Totally. Which I really would love. Oh, yeah. I like that. Like a wall of greenery. Yeah. For for a hot minute, I like wasn't doing cut flowers at all in my house. I was only doing like 
live plants that could like live for like in potted. But that was after I like did ayahuasca and like thought I talked to mother nature. <laughs> you thought you were hurting her babies. I thought they were like, I thought I was watching like dying corpses. But that went away. That went away it's a after morbid interpretation. That yeah, went away. It really after- makes Valentine's Day <laughs> awkward for Laura. <laughs> but that that went away. So now I'm really into Here's cut your flowers. Death box. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Valentine's anyway, Day. Anyway, side note. But now I'm very into cut flowers once again. As you look around my home, they're everywhere. Welcome back. We appreciate yeah. you coming back <laughs> to the fold. Um, anything else that we should know about flowers? Any other like tips that's going to change people's lives? <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, the like the knowledge you've just have bestowed upon us. <laughs> the the thing the reason why we started this company was my co-founder grew up on a on a farm in South America and his family invested heavily in sustainability and labor, you know, free childcare, free healthcare, English as a second language, all these things. And the tenure at their farm is twenty some years in an industry where people last one to three years. And he wanted to change the way that the industry worked because he cared about that, but the industry didn't. There was no higher pay for his farm. There was no better margin. They just did it because it was out of the goodness of their heart. And what I would say is that when you're buying flowers, you should start thinking of it in the way that you think about food. You know, in the last 10 years, there's been a great revolution in the way we think about what we eat. Is it organic? Is it non-GMO? Where was it sourced from? All these types of things. How much processing, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't ever think about it with flowers. People don't even ask the question. And there are good farms and there are not good farms in floral too. And so I would say whoever, wherever you're going to shop, now if you shop at Books, you're guaranteed to get a sustainable flower because we work directly with the farm. But anywhere else you go, if you're going to pick up flowers, at least ask the question, like where do these come from and how can I feel good about buying them? And if the answer is I don't know, go to books.com and order instead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because there is, there is real impact at the source. Yeah, I, I have become much more just like eco friendly conscious like in my life in general in like terms of like what clothes I buy like the plants I have the food I eat like I think that's all about the like adulting process yeah <laughs> totally and it wasn't a conversation you know 10 years ago and I think we've come a long way as it's so as a important people. it's so important and it doesn't have to be more expensive it, it does take a little bit of research and you have to spend a little bit of time but I would just ask the question yeah well we hope that those flower tips helped you guys Angela and I also came up with 10 other Valentine's Day tips and we want your your input to let you know I mean you're like you know running a flower company you kind of have, have to be like a holiday expert in right. a way or at least a romance expert yeah there you go <laughs> Um, ask my wife. All right. So we're going to go back and forth and like, and tell, tell our listeners our 10 tips for having a great Valentine's day and getting it on. And, and then, uh, John, you can let us know if you think we're, we're onto something. Sounds yeah. good. Um, first one, Angela, take it away. Okay. So number one, make reservations far in advance, just like ordering your flowers far in advance today. This is coming out February 7th guys. So order your flowers and make your reservations today. You have a week. You have one week. Um, and you know what? <laughs> On that note, I would maybe even offer the opposite. You might want to avoid eating out entirely. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I feel like a zoo animal when I go out to eat on Valentine's Day because it's just like a bunch of other couples like kind of like checking each other out and it's like a little awkward. So if you're single and you go out to eat on Valentine's Day, you like probably feel a little weird. And then if you're a couple, I also feel even weirder. So I, f- <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel really weird going out to eat on Valentine's Day. No? Yeah, no. Is that just me? I'm down. I mean, we started doing Valentine's Day on the 15th just ah. because reservations were easier. And then I started a flower company and now Valentine's Day just doesn't happen for us anymore. <laughs> it's over. Well, at least, I hope <laughs> you at least sense. send your wife flowers. Y- y- she gets plenty. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, she gets plenty. I guess that's fair. Yeah, I get it. It's like awkward with the waiter. Like he doesn't know if you're friends or if you're on a date or if you just happen to be out. How long have you Valentine's guys been together? Yeah, yeah I, I feel it. Um, number three tip, 
If you think you're going to be sad, plan something with your other single friends. You could just make a night of it. Watch movies. They don't have to be romantic movies, but they can be. I like personally Bridget Jones and Sex and the City reruns. Nice. I would go with the Galentine's Day package from Books. Right. Yeah. Just design some bouquets for one another, hand design. them off, and settle, watch your Bridget Jones. Settle plug there. Settle plug. No, just kidding. Uh, I'm playing it cool. You are. <laughs> Number four. If you're not sure what to write in a card, when in doubt, I always recommend writing just a long list of everything you love about somebody because that never gets old. People love reading about what you love about them. Everyone's a narcissist. So like I did that last year. It was like front to back of like everything I loved about Nick. And I think that's just like a great thing to put in a card. Just a list of what you love about somebody. I actually am going to do that this year, Laura, because I've been with my boyfriend now. This will be our fourth Valentine's Day together. And I feel like I've said everything I have to say. So like resorting to list form now is great. <laughs> it's easier. It's I the millennial that. thing to do. And maybe that's not just for your loved one either. Maybe that's for the friends. Maybe that's yeah. for the single oh, folks. I right? love that too. Great suggestion, John. I do love that. I'm uh, trying to make up for the non-subtle plug. No, we don't mind. We don't mind. Hey, trust me. We, we do our own personal uh, shameless plugs plug all the room. time. <laughs> um, all the time on this podcast. Uh, What's it, number five? Number five is something that I always used to do and I haven't been good at recently. I'm going to try to do it again. Making work fun on Valentine's Day, bringing in like those cheesy little kid Valentine's Day cards or candy. Oh, Snoopy. Yes. yes. I, I had like a great like Yogi Make your Bear coworkers one. Laugh, laugh. You know, they love it. It's like those, it costs nothing. It costs like maybe what, like 50 cents a coworker. And like, they're just going to remember that like Angela's the thoughtful one in the office, you know? I mean, not that I'm doing it for that reason, but yes, it's a great side effect, but also just everyone loves candy it'll make the day more fun and festive uh, we once at my ad agency this is you know 15 years ago but it was a creative group of people and we were about 50 people and we actually had a valentine's day receiving box designing contest it was, oh. everyone got a shoe box and then you had to design it and it was like we were you know 25 to 50 years old but everyone really got into it and then everyone had to bring in valentine's because you had to fill the boxes that would be so oh. depressing if they were just so empty boxes. boxes empty but this was amazing i mean we were an ad agency of super creative people people were putting in lights and oh you know, that's one, really one person cool. made like a slide for the, the cards to slide down it was amazing i love that okay. idea uh, number six, those huge chocolate kisses might look fun, but really just go with the small candy. The big ones are too hard to eat and they're gimmicky. You're going to end up putting them on the counter and throwing them away eventually. So, you know, while getting like your your boo, like a five foot tall thing of chocolate might, you know, make a good impact statement. Uh, just go with like those little chocolate caramels. I and mean, everybody likes caramel the most. Yeah. Laura and I have learned. We have personal experience with this because we bought a bunch of those giant kisses for South by Southwest last year. And we, we like passed them out to audience members. Well, and yeah. If you plan on throwing them at people, <laughs> fair warning, they will hurt people because they're large. It's like a softball that you're <laughs> yeah. lobbing at people. Yeah. We um, learned that lesson. And they're also hard to eat. You have to like unhinge your jaw. So yeah, tiny candies. Yeah. Needless to say, we didn't see anybody eating them. <laughs> um, number seven, Laura and I actually agreed on Tell us how you feel. We say don't wear red. It's too on the nose. I completely agree. All right. right? Good, yes. good. Right. It's just like too much. I, I've made that mistake in previous years. And then I like you go into the restaurant. And you're just like, you feel oh, like a goofball. All right. What am I doing here? <laughs> I think I think maybe maybe you wear it underneath the first layer. Oh, yeah. Love that. Like red. I always do wear red lingerie on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was going to say red earrings. But oh. either way, it's super sexy. I thought jo- I thought John was trying to be subtle about what we all know is underneath oh. things. I was just thinking like, oh, accessorize. Oh, no, red lingerie. Both can apply. Yeah. yeah. Number eight, 
if you're not sure what to do, you know, besides going out to eat, go see a comedy show, especially one about dating. This is always fun because it mixes singles and couples around and everyone's laughing together. Angela and I have done a couple Valentine's Day comedy shows and it's just like good vibes all around. Like we obviously had fun because we were performing, but just like the audience was having fun. It's just like a chill, like icebreaker way to spend Valentine's Day. Agreed. Love go, it. Go laugh. Yeah. Do, do that tomorrow though too. Yeah. <laughs> do it all the time. Laughing's go good. For yeah. show. Laughing's good for the soul. You'll feel good. Um, next tip: stay off of Instagram. It's just going to be really cheesy and like people like putting their relationship in your face. So if you like, if you know you're going to be upset, just like don't go on. Do a little social media fast for the day. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's healthy. Yeah, it's healthy anyway. Mm-hmm. Again, another healthy tip. Yeah. Um, and number 10, don't forget to pick up that discounted V-Day candy the following day at your local pharmacy. Oh, there's right? so much of it. So much. I know. There's only two days a year where this happens, the day after Halloween and the day after Valentine's Day. So take advantage. Yeah. And speaking of discounts and hookups, uh, our good friend John here is hooking it up for all of our listeners. We uh, have the promo code for you guys to get 20% off at books.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com. It's GALS20. G-A-L-S-20. It's different than our normal promo codes. So write this down, guys. It's gals20 at books.com. So check it out if you haven't got your flowers already or if you want to send some to friends. Or get some for yourself. Oh, I love doing that. Get yourself a succulent. I might do that. Yeah. Totally. Wild about you. Dig it. Uh, Thank you so much for joining and for all of your words of wisdom and and tips on flowers and V-Day in general. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. All right. We're saying goodbye to John and we're moving on to our Reason of the Week Breakdown. So Valentine's Day has a reputation for being the sexiest holiday. Whether you're coupled or solo, you'll probably want to light some candles, put on some Barry White, and slip into something a little more comfortable. I'm going to test Laura's knowledge of all these sexy things in a game we call Lingerie Brand or Romance Novelist. I'm really excited to play this because I think I know my lingerie brands. I may not know romance novels, but I know my lingerie brands. Seeing creating this game, I realized that I knew more romance novelists, and that says a lot about both of our personalities. We're yin and yang. That's why we're such great partners <laughs> and Such friends. great podcast hosts. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. Okay. First up, Judith McNaught, lingerie brand or romance novelist? Never heard of that as a lingerie brand, so I got to go with romance novelist. Yes. You are correct. I thought maybe it would throw you off because like her last name McNaught sounds like McNaughty. McNaughty. Yeah, that maybe would be a good one, but I don't know. Like Judith. Judith, you're writing romance Judith. novels. Uh, I, I, and because I love the names of cheesy romance novels, I wrote a couple of hers down. She has Whitney, My Love, and Tender Triumph. Yeah. Or two Judith McNaught novels. What I thought. Okay, next up, Bruno Banani. Bruno Banani. Is that a lingerie Damn. brand or a romance novelist? Also never heard of this as a lingerie brand, Bruno Banani. But it doesn't sound like a romance novelist. I'm going to guess a lingerie brand that I've never heard of. You are correct. Really? Okay, that was me going out on a limb. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, there aren't a ton of male romance novelists. So if you're a guy listening, hey, there's a whole market open for you. Yeah. Um, Next, this should be easy. E.L. James, 
a romance novelist of uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, and Fifty Shades Darker. And Fifty Shades something else, And right? whatever the third one is, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yep, she is a novelist. Okay, next, Danielle Steele, uh, lingerie brand or romance novelist. I know this one because when I was in college at USC, like it was like her daughter or her granddaughter, whatever, someone that was related to her was like besties with my roommate and she had like the most amazing wardrobe because like my roommate that's was, amazing my roommate was always borrowing like some relative i think it was the daughter of daniel Steele's wardrobe so i i know she is a romance novelist well first of all yes give yourself a up sound clue i picture though when you said that she had a beautiful wardrobe i just picture like dynasty 1980s I don't know, like Chanel. Just because yeah, that's sure. what I think of for like uh, Danielle Steele. Also, Danielle Steele reminds me of my grandma because all her books were in her bathroom. <laughs> I guess some, that's a good time to read them. Yeah. Uh, some Danielle Steele novels, Toxic Bachelors and Sunset in Tropez. Love it. Next up, Andres Sarda. Is that a lingerie brand or a romance novelist? I've also never heard of them, but because you kind of like stuttered there, I'm going to go off of like you like since you really you told us that you knew uh novelists i think if it was like a novelist that you really knew it would have like said it more confidently i think you kind of like tipped me off so i'm gonna say lingerie brand yes playing this game with you is like being on an episode of criminal minds (laughs) (laughs) you're reading my body language and i feel uncomfortable (laughs) okay next carolina lessa sorry leskowska Uh, oh my god lingerie lingerie (laughs) You're right. <laughs> For the record, I don't know every romance novelist. Whatever. I might you're, stutter on those too. You're stu- no, you're just stuttering on the lingerie people. We know it. The lingerie people just have ex- sexier, exoticer names. Um, okay, next. <laughs> Nora Roberts. Uh, that is would be the most boring lingerie brand ever. So I'm going to go with novelist. You're right. You're doing really good at this. I know. Nora Roberts would create like 1950s pajamas not lingerie exactly uh but yeah she's a novelist she's written the books luring a lady and brazen virtue next up ann summers lingerie brand or romance novelist i think i may have seen if i'm correct like her lingerie at like tj maxx so <laughs> i'm gonna go with lingerie <laughs> you are correct you have like 90 percent right now next question is the last question oh, you could get 100 shit this is so much pressure okay i'm glad i picked a good one coco de mer lingerie brand or romance novelist oh my god this would be a great lingerie and a great novelist name this is impossible and i've never heard of coco de mer shit what am i gonna do um oh god i'm all right, I'm going to play a little more Criminal Minds. I think that you would end on a lingerie person just because you'd want to end the quiz you made up for me on like a sexy note because it's Valentine. It's a Valentine's Day show. So I'm going to go with like that. Stra- this is like the also bad strategy that I would do on like multiple choice questions. I'd be like, there weren't that many C's yet. So I'm going to go with the C. But no, I think you would end on a sexy note. So I'm going to go with lingerie. Yes! You got it correct, but I will say... 100%. Your theory was wrong because I put absolutely zero thought into the oh. order of these things. Well, it worked. But yes, Coco de Mer is the lingerie brand. She has a great name to be a romance novelist. She has a great name to be a drag queen. So so much potential <laughs> with Coco la Mer. Yeah. Or de Mer, sorry. Congratulations on your name. Yeah. You had... The world was your, was your oyster. 
<laughs> um, thanks for creating this quiz for me. That was so much fun. Uh, you did a great job. Congrats. Thanks. I think I've done the best of any guests. <laughs> um, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason. We hope you guys really go and get it on this Valentine's Day. Let us know what you do. Email us. Uh, and that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you, John Tabis, for all of your flower tips. And you can also check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and our audiobook is on Audible. Um, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. If you're looking for a last-minute Valentine's Day gift for your significant other, for your Galentine, for yourself, for a full list of sponsors and codes, you can go to our podcast page on thisisbyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. I'm sure we'll have some V-Day jokes up. Yeah. We plan on being hilarious the next week or so. Um, you can follow our personals. I am at Sparodactyl on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Insta and at Laura Lane on Twitter. Because the girl on Insta that had Laura Lane would not give it to me. I offered her some cash money and she declined. <laughs> Whatever. I I'm like, still a little bitter about it. That's why I bring it up every few podcasts or so. I like you being Laura Lane Rad only selectively in some places. Yeah. You have many identities. Um, so, guys, also, if you get a chance, you could like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. 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 That was a headgum podcast.